0: Please subscribe to OK Fair Enough with Sean and Charlie on iTunes and rate and review the show there. You can also stream and download every episode ever made at OK Fair Enough podcast dot podbean dot com. We are also available on the Stitcher and Podbean apps. Enhanced episodes that include pictures are available on YouTube. Just search OK Fair Enough. Like us on Facebook at Facebook dot com backslash OK Fair Enough. Follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at OK Fair Enough pod and contact us by email at OK Fair Enough podcast at gmail dot Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome to OK Fair Enough with Sean and Charlie. I'm Charlie. And in this episode, we discuss Monty Python. Uh, This is a listener requested episode from our listener in New Jersey, Dan. Uh, Thanks, Dan. We appreciate it. Happy belated birthday. Um, I love Monty Python. Sean does, too. Uh, I've seen more of their stuff than, than Sean has, but don't hold that against him. Or, or maybe don't hold that against me. I don't know. Uh, we discussed the meaning of life, um, life of Brian, the Holy Grail, and Flying Circus. So now sit back. We hope you enjoy it. And now for something completely different. Yeah, I, was, I was talking to a friend of mine and I, and I, that listens to the show, and I was just, they said, how'd you come up with the title? And I said, well... Sean says it about 400 times an episode And uh, I said and He and I were arguing about it one day He goes I don't say it that much And my
1: friend just goes Actually I think your 400 estimate is a little low <laughs> it, it. No my argument was That I- I'll say fair enough But I feel like I don't say okay Fair enough very often but then, like, what, right after I made that argument, I said, okay, fair enough. Oh, dude, dude. I, like, I'll be watching TV as he will be like, okay, fair enough. And I'm just like – or listening to other podcasts. I'm like, those motherfuckers. <laughs> they stole our fucking idea. Well, I went back. I was watching, like, an older movie, and I realized that I must have gotten it from movies because it's actually a lot more prevalent now that I'm thinking, thinking about it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they do say it a lot. Like – yeah. I thought I was like the first person to ever started saying it. No, I mean, not really. But oh, and this one guy—the guy I
0: was telling you about a minute ago—I want to
1: be Beth.
0: Fuck you. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh. It was. I found another podcast called uh, uh Fair Enough. and I'm like, yeah, they haven't made a new episode in like two years. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've said that, that to a few people. One yeah. guy that I met recently about because well, they had a YouTube channel that they were. Oh, th- th- there's stuff. another. There's another podcast called Okay, Fair Enough that has a YouTube channel.
1: It's got like maybe six videos yeah. on it. That's because the person who was doing the videos is a fucking slacker. Yeah. <laughs> That's us. That's, That's our like, YouTube. like you're climbing a mountain and the mountain just grows exponentially. Yo, like, no. I, well, dude, Jesus. I mean, we got 74 fucking episodes. Well, and we were already at like 30 when I started. Yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. You know. Speaking of YouTube, you know what you can see on YouTube? Tons porn? of Monty Python shit.
1: Oh. Yeah, you can't really see porn. No. You can see a little bit of potatoes, but... Not a whole lot of actual penetration. Man, if you like titties, you've <laughs> got to see Monty Python's Meaning
0: of Life. Is it really? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's... it's. Yeah, it's... I definitely would have remembered that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll have to bring the DVD for you to check out. This episode's about Monty
1: Python. Listener requested uh, from Dan, our buddy Dan up in Dirty Jersey. Fucking Monty Python. Like, Monty Python and the Holy Grail was literally, like one of the most influential movies of my childhood. Oh, dude. Well, Monty
0: Python was influential and in, uh, any sketch comedy you see now is Monty Python. Yeah. It's, it's They were all influenced by Monty Python. Monty Python, I believe, was uh, influenced by The Goon Show, which also was a like British Jack, radio show. Also, uh,
1: no, like Jack Benny and some of that stuff. Uh, uh, probably. But yeah, some of the older stuff. Jack Benny just plays a ba- violin badly. Who gives a well, fuck about yep. Jack
0: Benny? <laughs> all his shirts are black and white. He ain't even real. <laughs> But, um, yeah, the fucking, um, yeah, as a matter of fact, John Cleese, I think, was briefly on The Goon Show. The Goon Show was a British radio sketch comedy thing starring Peter Sellers. Okay. Yeah, Peter Sellers, yeah. Of of Pink Panther fame. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so basically, where do you want to start? Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, we might as well just start at the beginning. Start at the beginning and end at the end. All right, um, okay, so they all met on the Frost Report. Okay. Which, I don't even know what the fuck The Frost Report is. I think it's like a fake news show, which okay. wouldn't surprise no, that me. That sounds about right. Maybe I should Google that show. Well, yeah, I mean, Maybe I, I d- should do some more research I knew before pr- I start
1: talking. Prior to Flying Circus, they were... They had all like kind of known each other because uh, I think John Cleese was friends with uh, Graham Chapman. Graham Chapman. They both went yeah. to
0: either Oxford or Cambridge together, and the other guys all went to either Oxford or Cambridge. <laughs> they went to the other yeah. really respected British school. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Graham Chapman uh, got his uh, education? And you know what he was gonna do for a living before he started doing Monty Python? Spelunking? No. <laughs> Ass fucking. No. Um, no. He was gonna be a doctor. Ooh. Ooh. He, like he is a trained I did hear medical that, yeah. doctor. Which makes his entire, which makes the rest of his life, like, yep. ha- uh, we'll, we'll get into that, because <laughs> Graham Chapman's a fascinating character, who makes yep. the rest of his life, like, really weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, okay. The Frost Report. They all wrote on The Frost Report, and it was a satirical
1: television show hosted by David Frost.
0: Um, so, yeah, basically, it looks like it was just kind of like an SNL, but black and white and British. <laughs>
1: Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, but yeah, what, I, I watched some of their older stuff. And like, while some of it's kind of funny, like, yeah, they really kind of came to their own. Yeah. Right? Well, there's this one
0: um, that they did called Do Not Adjust Your Set. Yeah. Which, um, it, I, from what I understand, I've only seen a few clips from it. It's is probably a lot like, I, I doubt you remember this show, You Can't Do That on Television. Which was like a kids... Or all that. How about that? Yeah, Nickelodeon's all
1: that. Oh, all that. Everybody knows who all that is. Yeah. yeah not really, yeah, Nick, yeah. Like <laughs> It yeah, was, no, it was, that, it it yeah. was sketch
0: comedy for kids. Yeah. And they had this one. It was Michael... No, it was Terry Jones. And he's sitting there explaining the rules of a game to some other guy. And he goes, well, you have a red team and a blue team. Uh, and then each team goes and hides and tries to find the other team. And the blue team wins. Like that like what team won was part of the rules and i don't know why but i found that hilarious <laughs> now my my amazing retelling makes me kind of go wow that's not funny at all <laughs> but um i think it's more the the teller than the story yeah <laughs> yeah that's probably it that's probably it uh they all met on the Prosport, they found success with uh do not adjust your set and then eventually they just started doing flying circus for the bbc yeah
1: well i was i was watching an interview and uh I think it was John Cleese was talking about how they were all like, you know, they knew about each other. Yeah. Um, But then they were like, Hey, why don't we do this show together? And they went to, they pitched it to BBC and they pretty much hadn't, they had not planned out what they wanted to do with flying circus. There was a lot of that with flying circus. But they kind of were like, we want to do this show. And BBC was like, Okay, sure, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> the, way, the way a lot of people make it sound like you just walk into the BBC,
0: because I guess the Brits don't think that entertainment is entertaining. Yeah. They just go, I have an idea for a show. We're going to watch fungus grow. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> You're a million pounds. You're <laughs> a visionary. Um, but yeah, so they start. all started doing Flying Circus. And actually, one thing with Flying Circus is... I know you haven't seen a lot of it. Yeah. I, I've seen almost all of it. Oh, well, okay. The sketches tend to never have an ending. They tend to just transition to the, uh, to the next sketch. Or Graham Chapman, dressed up as an army colonel, comes in and goes, All right, stop that, stop that. This sketch is very <laughs> silly. We must do something not silly right now. Show the next clip. Go. And the reason is because... Is On oh, second thought, let's not go to this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a silly Well, the, the reason is is because they couldn't figure out how to end it. Mm. They couldn't figure. They couldn't ever find a satisfying ending to sketches, so they yeah. just said, "Fuck it, let's just do something weird to transition to the next one." Mm. Um, which uh, it, it, it's it's unique. Like the only guys I can really think of that have done anything like that since is Mr. Show with Bob and David. Which I don't know how familiar you are with that. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Uh, well, then,
1: that's the new one. Oh, they had an older one. Yeah, they had oh. one
0: in the in the mid '90s, okay. and it was Bob Odenkirk and uh, David Cross back yeah. when they were young. Um, of course, David Cross looks exactly the same. Um,
1: he blew himself. uh, Well, dude, I mean, he was bald as shit with glasses and,
0: and he, the only thing that made him look young were the flannels and the ripped jeans. Yeah. Which, you know, how mid, how much more mid nineties can you get? But, me,
1: Spokane. All right. <laughs> they, were, they were doing uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon, and, and I don't know what you think about Jimmy Fallon as a. As I know, as I think nation. Jimmy Fallon can be funny. Sometimes he could be funny, but he was doing this one bit where he was talking about Creed, the movie. But so he starts singing a song by Creed. Yeah. But then he also transitioned into Pearl Jam because of the singer course. Creed sounded kind of like. Oh, <laughs> dude, so not... he's like. all wide an right <laughs> And then he starts running, full like in <laughs> class today. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. no
0: I remember when your brother first bought a fucking Creed album over to my house and he played it, and I was just like, "What? What the fuck is this what?
1: shitty Pearl Jam?" <laughs>
0: Did like Eddie Vedder like finally like like starts shooting smack? I don't understand what the fuck happened. Well, no,
1: here. Scott's adapted. But
0: anyway, anyway hey, back to Monty Python. Ma- back, back to the pythons. <laughs> the Minty pythons. pythons. Flying circus. Um, no. and you have to be familiar with some Monty Python sketches. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you're familiar with Dead Parrot. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, God, he walks. Uh, John Cleese walks into a pet shop, and Michael Palin is. In there, and he goes, I'd like to return this parrot I bought not half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. And Michael Palin goes, oh, what appears to be the problem with it? And John Cleese goes, it's dead. <laughs> and the entire sketch is Michael Palin trying to convince John Cleese that it is not, in fact, dead. <laughs> and, and and John Cleese, like one of my most favorite lines in it is John Cleese goes, I'll have you know that the only reason this parrot was sitting on its perch was because its feet had been nailed
1: there. <laughs> Like it's it's so great. There's that in the Ministry of Silly Walks. Yeah, like I mean, it would probably be easier if I listed the ones that I did actually, no, because I don't know that. many. Oh God. Okay, there, you and
0: I, you and I, when we're done recording this, I'm going to show you a few
1: while we eat our while we eat our lunch. lunch? That's fine. Um, um, the one the one that really stuck out to me, and and, and this was one that was another. before for research for this, I watched a lot of John Cleese interviews and a lot of Monty Python interviews. Yeah. Um, I should have probably watched some of the sketches, which I did watch a few, but uh right. one of the ones that they were talking about was this, it was like a fish slap one. Oh, they they, they slapped each other with fish <laughs> oh, that, all the time. Oh, okay. So that was, that like was a recurring thing. And they also
0: had this one recurring bit where like, at the end of it, oh, well, like I said, they couldn't figure out how to end a sketch. Okay. They would have a guy come out dressed up in full, like a full like knight costume. Okay. And not chain mail, like the plate, not, with with a rubber chicken and he would just hit somebody <laughs> with it. <laughs> It made no sense whatsoever. But again, they could never figure out how to end a sketch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and one thing that I found out that I didn't know is that most of the pythons do not like what they did on Flying, flying Circus oh. or, or any of their movies. They all thought they were shit. They all thought that they that everything they did that was decent, they did after that, which yeah. I find insane.
1: That they think Oh that's shit Like what the fuck Is wrong well, with you Well it's, it's uh, Flying Circus Actually fell apart Because the first two series Well they call it series yeah. They're seasons They're seasons <laughs> We're American here yeah. <laughs> If you start spelling color With a U I'm gonna fucking Bite you <laughs> Bite your dick I'll give you some color. <laughs> yeah. Well, white isn't. No, black is the absence of color. Yeah. White is all colors. Yeah. I mean, it's a little more milky, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. Go on. <laughs> a little cloudy. So, like after the second season, uh, they started like they they were starting to do sketches where it was kind of just like rehashing some of their older stuff. It wasn't new material. And John Cleese was like, "I'm not doing this anymore." Yeah. I'm not. Could. Yeah. He he apparently was a little bit of a diva in the group. Like, well. He he was very serious about certain aspects of what he wanted to do. Yeah, and he kind of rubbed a lot of the people the wrong the wrong way. Apparently, really, um, not that there was like animosity. It Was not like the Gallagher's or something fighting no, <laughs> Gallagher and Gallagher two? No, no, no. Uh, oh, Oasis. No, oh, sorry, <laughs> Oasis. Like I, I, I couldn't think of another British band that were fighting with each other. Couldn't come up with McCartney and Lennon, huh? Yeah, to up that. Well, well we've already cult. talked about the Beatles. Does. So <laughs> Yeah, the Beatles
0: suck. I burp. I apologize. No, no, no Well no, no. When, when 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 Cleese left well sorry, right around the time Cleese left the, the, there were rumors in the UK that one of the Pythons was gay, which
1: was Graham Chapman. Well but they knew about like they were talking about they knew about that and they had no problem like that, no, no, was, no, that the, wasn't the, an issue
0: that the pythons didn't care. Oh, okay. But society cared. Oh yeah and when when they um and they sa- and they put out a statement saying well we hunted down which one of us the poof is poof is uh, british for faggot yeah. and fag is, is british, british for cigarette, for cigarette yes. um and
1: cigarette is british for a flaming torch
0: yes. yeah and a flaming torch is british for <laughs> an ass fuck on top of the empire state building um nobody saw that one coming uh, but no they put out a statement that said we have found the poof in the troop and we had him shot Just joking. But since Cleese left, everybody thought it was Cleese.
1: That's fucking funny. Yeah,
0: and Cleese is like the least gay member. Well, no, I take that back. Is the second... No, is the least gay (laughs) member of the truth. Do you have a chart? Yeah, I do. (laughs) I do. I have a Venn diagram. But... No, he's the least gay one of the troop. And and strangely enough, the second least gay one, if you look at him, compared to the
1: other guys, I think, is Graham Chapman. And that was the dude that was chugging cock all the time. I don't know. I still think Terry Gilliam. He basically looks like Gimli from fucking Lord of the Rings. (laughs) That's that's not that. To the fair, cop. But
0: society's to blame. Our Monty Python fans will enjoy that little Mm. line. It's just a multiple. <laughs> just a multiple. Um, but, uh, and actually, Graham Chapman, uh, uh, um, regarding his homosexuality, he was also uh, constantly late. He was he was the guy, like... Yeah, guy, yeah. well, because he was late. an alcoholic. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but, like, one of the pythons would go to his flat. That's British for apartment. Yeah. And apartment in British means butthole. So, packing your apartment up means <laughs> Graham Chapman fucks you in the butt. With cocaine, with cocaine, yes. stuffs it in there. Mm-hmm. Come on, now, boy, <laughs> get that shit in. get that goddamn blow in my blowhole. Let's go. Um, All right. But they they would show up and they'd pick him up and he of course wouldn't be ready and yeah. they and and like out on the balcony like this. Like, very effeminate Hispanic man would come up and be like, Graham almost Freddy, honey. You know, and he'd be like, oh, that's He the was ad- dating Fez? Yeah, that's exactly what he was doing. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and appara- yeah, apparently, um, yeah, Graham uh, Chapman, um, like, apparently, like, almost every day there was a new guy coming out on the balcony mm. saying, he'll be ready in a minute. Well,
1: he got married, or, or he, he had a, not married, maybe he just had, he had like a long term partner. Chapman had a long term partner towards yeah. the end of his life. Yeah. And he died of cancer, yeah.
0: not AIDS. <laughs> How can you be gay in the '80s and die of anything but AIDS? <laughs> that, I mean, I, I know for a fact. Well, he had maybe a he got- with Charlie Sheen and Magic Johnson when they had their time machine. Charlie well, it can- they the next
1: cancel episode. each other. They
0: cancel each other up. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: oh. AIDS- That's good to know. AIDS plus AIDS equals no AIDS. That. Oh man. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have a lot of fun with that information. <laughs>
0: How many track marks you got?
1: <laughs> Tons. How many you got? Tons.
0: Let's make it happen. Let's get
1: six more, you <laughs>
0: fellas. Um, I didn't say ladies on purpose. Yeah. But yeah, now Graham Chapman um, is the Coming only down. dead member
1: of the Pythons. Yeah, currently dead. Currently, <laughs> uh, although although, dead John, although John Cleese might be dead inside, but uh, that's I, a different uh, story. Well, I think he, he got diagnosed with something recently. I think he Cleese? Parkinson's, maybe. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Early stage, funny. but... Well, um, still. Parkinson's, mixing, Parkinson's so it doesn't get You don't
0: get less Parkinson's. You only
1: get more. <laughs> you know? Oh, man.
0: But uh, well, I guess we can kind of move on to their movies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and specifically Holy Grail. Yeah. Graham Chapman... This is one of my most favorite Holy Grail stories. Graham Chapman was a hardcore alcoholic, and he was drinking, like... A gallon, I think, of beef eaters rum a day, which that's a lot of fucking booze to ingest. Um, and he knew that he was an alcoholic, and he's and he, I've heard him do an interview where he was like, "You didn't need my medical training to know mm-hmm. that I was an alcoholic, and to know that that wasn't healthy, but I was an alcoholic, so I my so it didn't matter." Well, he they were filming. Holy Grail, about an hour away from the hotel they were, they were staying in. Most of Holy Grail was filmed in extremely rural England. Um, because, you know, you don't have to <laughs> rent out space when you're filming in a park. And, um, he, um, usually stopped by the bar on his way out of the hotel and grabbed a bottle of beef eaters. Well, that day he was running late and he ran out and forgot to grab it. So as they started filming, uh, they were doing the scene where he's crossing the pit of eternal peril. Uh, you can't tell from the shot, and there's a reason you can't tell from the shot. You, you get a shot from underneath of Arthur and a few other knights crossing this really um, <laughs> uh, fucked up bridge. Yeah. And... Um, but it's a long way shot from underneath, and the reason is because Graham Chapman couldn't film that scene because he was going into full DT. Yes,
1: I've actually. He, yeah, was, I he was on the, the verge that. of
0: having seizures, and that's when he realized like he had to quit drinking. But he knew that he, you know, when when you have that when you that, have that bad an addiction, you can't quit cold turkey. Yeah. The alcohol is the only drug where. Well, I take that back. I think benzos are the other drug, is the only drug where the withdrawal of it can kill you. Yeah. So he realized at that point he was going to quit drinking and he did first try quit drinking. You know, he went to rehab and all that bullshit. But I thought that was just insane that that iconic scene that's not Graham Chapman crossing that bridge. That's that's a, that's a double. And he didn't film apparently he was so goddamn drunk filming um Holy Grail! Like he couldn't remember any of his lines, so all of them were fed to him, and the other Pythons were furious—not because he couldn't remember his lines, but because it was the first time in Graham's
1: mind that he had heard the line, and he delivered every single one of them perfectly. <laughs> I, I just so I, I do have to correct myself. Um, yeah. I was mixing up uh, uh, tall British uh, actors. Oh, Billy Connolly is who was diagnosed with Parkinson's. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, okay, that's fine. Fuck you. What Billy
1: Connelly's, <laughs> okay. Billy Connelly's
0: awesome. Ah, eh, he he's did. no Howard Hessman head of the class. No one's gonna get no, that like. Fucking Howard
1: win. if you don't know who Howard Hessman is, just turn it off. Just go away. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the podcast for you. If you can't pick out really random actors that we know. Although I always uh, I, I, I don't know why, but I used to mix him up with Michael McKean a lot. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Who's your favorite Python? Cleese. I mean, it's, it's pretty easy for me. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Eric, Eric Idol is close. Really? Yeah. Ah, uh, Chapman over Idol at the so? of the week. Yeah. yeah. Idol's kind of a prick, though. Well, Ch- the thing with Chapman is he always played the main character. Yeah. <laughs> was kind of like, eh. Shouldn't that tell you something? Yeah. He probably meant he was the best. Boy, there you go.
0: Yeah. Well, no, Meaning of Life, he did, there was no main character no, okay. in Meaning of Life. Um, we'll get into that in a minute, but mm-hmm. yeah, Idol writes all of their music. Mm. He, I think he actually, I think he now kind of considers himself a musician first. And here's the problem. Um, uh, Idol, uh, love him, uh, your songs suck. <laughs> Your songs fucking suck. I mean, well, no, that's not true. Cause he did write some of those really iconic Monty Pythons that like always look on the bright side of life. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which apparently when he first wrote it, nobody liked. Nobody, nobody, I think, if I remember correctly, nobody in the truth really liked, but he insisted. Cause Idol was the only guy that wrote by himself. He was mm-hmm. kind of antisocial. Mm. Cleese and Chapman would write together and Cleese like, you know the guys be sitting there going like, "Why haven't you guys written anything?" And Cleese is like, "Well, I'm writing with a raging alcoholic." There's
1: that. <laughs> who's, a, who's got a cock in his ass? Yeah,
0: you know? <laughs> or a bottle of beef eaters in his ass. <laughs> oh wait, uh, hey, that, maybe that. Oh,
1: British euphemism for fag: a beef eater. Little 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 known um, story: um, before they used coconuts, they actually <laughs> were using Graham Norton's asked asked he was smacking bottles together with his ass so. <laughs> Graham Norton but or Graham
0: Chapman Did Graham-
1: <laughs> I was about to say like Graham Norton would have been a baby yeah. if
0: even that fair enough I mean unless yes, they got great. like his mother's egg and his dad's cum cell and they just started clacking them together <laughs> dun, 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 that dun, joke dun, was going to be a dun, lot dun, dun,
1: funnier if I hadn't ruined it <laughs> yeah
0: and, and actually like one of the reasons that they had to use um, like the music that they used in Holy Grail they actually hired a composer and they said, but here's the problem, is is that we don't have enough money to really give <laughs> yeah. you an orchestra. Yeah. So he had, like, four guys. And he wrote this music, he said that, the, the composer, that he said that was amazing, but without, like, a 40-piece orchestra, it sounds like shit. <laughs> so they ended up going to a library and
1: just getting the music from there out of public domain. Well, it was funny, The for, for Holy Grail, they only had a budget of... 229,000 pounds. I don't know where they got that specific number from. Um, but they were actually funded. Uh, there were some rock bands actually yeah. donated to them. Jethro Tall, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin donated so that they could make the movie. Cause they didn't have, I mean, they, that's why the movie yeah. looks so cheap. Yeah. Because it was. <laughs> it, it, it is. It, it, you can tell it was cheaply done. Yeah. I mean, like, most
0: of those castle scenes that you see are all the same castle. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they just dressed the set creatively <laughs> or. Or they use, yeah. Or they, or they use just like a corner, like a a corner of it or whatever. Speaking of rock stars, this, this helps us move into the next movie. Rock stars that donated money to make their movies. Life of Brian, they couldn't find any funding for it. And George Harrison of the shitty Beatles. (laughs) uh, The
1: shittiest of the shitty Beatles. Well, well, no. no, George Harrison was the best of the Beatles.
0: you think so? Oh, hands down. Did you ever listen
1: to Wings? I don't know. And John Lennon married... Yo-
0: he, he was fucking Yoko. Yeah, she wasn't enough. talented or attractive. I don't
1: know. I really like the song Band on the Run, but... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's not better than While My Guitar Gently Weeps. What about Live or Let Die? Oh, yeah. uh, uh, GNR did a better cover-up. Oh, of course. But yeah. that's... <laughs> that's g But... Um, yeah, okay. I'll get George Harrison. Because George Harrison did what? Uh, he was the quiet s- one. Not Sledgehammer. He did... Um, you Need know, another song from the eighties that was kind of Sledgehammer was Peter Gabriel. Yeah, no, I know. That's why I said not. He was Sledgehammer. in Genesis, but not why the I said Beatles. Not Sledgehammer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> maybe that was the name of the song. God George God. Harrison's not Sledgehammer. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and apparently I saw one of them do one of the Pythons do an interview, and what they didn't know was that Harrison, his mansion worth millions, he got a mortgage on it to give the Pythons <laughs> oh, the money. So they were really freaked out. They were like, "George is going to lose his home if this doesn't do well." But and, and when and when George Harrison was at, they, was asked, "Why did you fund this movie?" He said, "Because I wanted to see it." I mean, that's fuck you, money. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I'd like to give a million dollars just to see a movie I'd like. I
1: Life of Brian, well, if you're not familiar,
0: because uh, because Monty Python and the Search for the Holy and the Quest for the Holy Grail, that's kind of self explanatory, and yeah. it's about King Arthur and his knights trying to find the Holy Grail in hilarious circumstances. Um, and Life of Brian, if you're not familiar with the movie, you need to go see it. is about is about a Jesus figure mm-hmm. played by Graham Chapman, a guy who is accidentally mistaken for the new Messiah against his will and doesn't want to be the new Messiah. Yeah. And um, that, that I, I just I just think that is a glorious fucking uh, deal. And 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 John Cleese when the movie first came out, very controversial. Oh yeah,
1: and um, a lot of British religious leaders were, were like, uh, "This is blasphemy." Well, there was actually an interview that I was watching. It's John Cleese and Michael Palin, yeah, against uh, Cardinal and. Uh, a a boyfucker or something, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, well, no, that dude was kind of flamboyant. So I'm pretty sure he like, like he just his mannerisms were. He he screamed uh, butthole. Like, it didn't help that
0: his pockets were filled with candy <laughs> and, and and roofies.
1: He kept trying to grab John Cleese's leg. He's like, stop him! My like I'll get I'll get Graham. Chapman out! No, no, I'm not eleven. <laughs> I'll get Graham Chapman. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, they, they were arguing and John Cleese is like tearing them a new asshole, but not as bad as like, he, he was trying to be respectful yeah. and he's just like, listen, we're just making a movie. It's just, it, it's just humor. It's just parody. Yeah. There's no we're, they, they Jesus is actually in the movie. Yeah. He's, he's, doing, the, he's doing the sermon he's mocking, on the mouth.
0: He's mocking people yes <laughs> like John Cleese saying we're not making fu- I remember this specifically from this interview we're not making fun of Jesus we're making fun of the guy in the back who couldn't hear what he was saying <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you speak up <laughs> yeah It says blessed are the cheesemakers <laughs> blessed are the cheesemakers oh it doesn't really mean cheesemakers darling he's talking about anybody involved in the dairy industry <laughs> or, or some shit like that um, but great movie um, very little nudity except you get bottom nudity, but not top nudity, which yeah, is unusual. It was, it was in what, the Terry,
1: Terry Jones is as, as the hermit walking around with his balls. Hanging oh up. yeah, <laughs> no,
0: I'm all about the chick that Graham Chapman's character was fucking, that Brian was fucking. Oh okay, he's in you he's in bush. his apartment. Yeah, you get bush, but her hair covers, and her her head hair covers up her tits, and then you just see this this monstrous bush <laughs> that puts Graham Chapman's beard to shame. Any hamster? She actually was his beard. Ah, nice. see what I did there? Yeah, yeah. but back. that um, for a long time, Life of Brian was my most favorite Python movie, just because I had seen Holy Grail several times, yeah. and also Holy Grail is the one that everybody quotes. All well, there's the a goddamn time because it's, it's, it's so quotable. It's better, <laughs> I'm not. Uh,
1: in hindsight, being 2020, you're absolutely right. Holy Grail is the superior movie. So, the, I we we I know we jumped to to Life of Brian, but uh, there is one thing that I wanted to get out about uh, Holy Grail that I thought was actually pretty remarkable. Mm. Uh, the Black Knight scene. Oh yeah, that is most people's favorite scene in the movie. It's like just a lot of flesh people, mood. it's a great fucking yeah. scene. They were going to originally cut it. The, Why? I didn't find out that, but I just I was reading some. No, I, it was either I was reading something or I was listening to the interview. I forgot. It can't where be because it. It. it's too bloody. Because that entire movie. I think got it just bloody. like didn't fit with what they were doing or something. Like the the network wanted to cut it, but then they actually eventually got it in. I mean, it ended up being such wow. a great scene. Sweet. I'm glad <laughs> they kept it in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm glad they kept it in. <laughs> All right, we'll call it a draw. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, um, but yeah, Life of Brian, it, it, it's good. There is that one, it's, speaking of scenes that should have been cut, the scene in Life of Brian where the aliens swoop down and just take Brian on a trip? I forgot that one. Yeah. Uh, th- that that does not need to be in there yeah. at all. And I almost kind of wonder if it's a situation they're of... They're not aliens, they're angels. Yep, no, thing. they were aliens. They were fucking aliens. <laughs> were they fucking aliens? Because kids? angels aren't
1: real. Um... <laughs>
0: Sorry, but, parents. um, Touché. but they they were alien. But I, and, and, and actually, now that I think about it, I wonder if it's a situation of we needed to figure out how to get Brian out of this situation. Yeah. And we couldn't think of anything. So I get, well, I wonder if they just said, fuck it, aliens take him. Why not? <laughs> yeah. So, um, which brings us to the next movie, Meaning of Life, which mm-hmm. is a movie you've not seen. No. And Meaning of Life. Is hands down, their goriest movie, um, the m- one with the most nudity, uh, the one with the worst language. <laughs> um, it is, hands down, their 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 bawdiest film, and I absolutely fucking adore well, of it. Of course. <laughs> it, I like it better than Life of Brian. It's my number two. And okay. the only reason it's not number one is because Grail is so iconic. Yeah. But Meaning of Life, I laugh more at Meaning of Life than I do Grail. Hmm.
1: I've um, seen Holy <laughs> so times. that's probably true
0: <laughs> um but there's this I talk about titties meaning a life mm-hmm. so far as titties are concerned there's it, it, it's um the meaning of life is basically sketches um along a theme and it's like you know chapter one birth <laughs> and it's a sketch of a woman going into a hospital so about to like give history birth. of the world yeah, kind of oh, okay <laughs> kind of history of the world part one Mel yeah, Brooks's yeah. joint yeah. But it's better than that. Mel, Mel Brooks movies don't really hold up. Oh, really? But anyway, yeah. Um, it, it, there's a woman going into, <clears throat> excuse me, a hospital about to give birth, and the do, You know, the, they're about ready to get going, and um, the doctors come in, and the administrator, the doctor and the administrator come in, and they're both completely incompetent, and they're just sitting there going like, "I think we should get that machine that goes bing and blah blah blah." Oh, our food is here. We're going to take a quick, quick, quick break. So anyway, we're back. We have food, and we'll be eating that after we're done recording this. Yeah. Um, I I got a salad because I'm trying to lose weight because I'm a fat shit. <laughs> um, in any event, um, but but like there's a, it has so many great jokes in it, and one of them's just like uh, the woman's that's in labor. So she goes, "What do I do?" And they're like, "What?" She goes, "What do I do?" And they go, "Nothing, dear. You're not qualified." Like, she's not a doctor.
1: <laughs> wow. uh,
0: but it goes through the life cycle, and the one with all the titties is death. And it says, he. this is... And you see Graham Chapman running down the street in full fear. And it goes, this is such and such. He is a convicted murderer. He has chosen the, me- the method with which he is put to death. And then you see behind him a group of women wearing nothing but elbow pads, knee pads, sneakers, and a thong topless wearing bike helmets (laughs) and I'm talking dozens of them (laughs) chasing him through the streets and the way he decides to die is he has them chase him off a cliff and then he lands in his coffin and that's it but the, and the Pythons like for some reason this is like one of their least favorite movies and they admit that they kind of phoned it in. Mm. But it's so funny and it's <laughs> so good. A lot of people think the iconic scene in that is the Mister Creosote scene and and it's it's um would you like a mint? It's waffar thin. Not the funniest part of that movie. <laughs> Anybody that says that's the funniest part of that movie, you're fucking wrong. Kill yourself. <laughs> Even if you're a friend of mine that I love, kill yourself. I don't want to be your friend anymore. I don't think you have any right to be alive. <laughs> um <laughs> um Fair enough. Uh, yeah but it's it, it they're so great um after monty python i have a little note here something that i wanted to share yep. uh graham chapman after python was basically over went on a speaking tour across colleges in the u.s and the uk and he put out an album called another brown trouser job Um, and it come, and the title of it, and my friend John has it, and I've listened to it, and it's hilarious. And that's where I found out about the DTs and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. But he, for a while, started doing something with the Dangerous Adventure Club, which, um, was a group of, of people who just wanted to do, like, jackass style stunts. And one of the guys, that he was in there with was actually British royalty. Now, not a prince or anything yeah. like that, but, like, at least like a, a duke. duke of- yeah, and if I remember correctly, pretty goddamn inbred and obviously not that bright. Oh,
1: let's see. I yeah,
0: think. and what the, the stuff that they were about to do was they were at a ski resort, and they had a gondola. You know, <laughs> you know the things that they paddle around in Venice like a bunch of assholes because they don't have roads? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were, go- and, and they said, Graham Chapman, we want you to ride this gondola down the hill, and this and this Duke guy goes, oh hey, well, looks like another brown trouser job, <laughs> Graham. Um, Bring but- me my brown pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically that was basically it. Yeah. Um, uh, God, and, and Graham Chapman died of cancer. Yeah. And, 1989.
1: I didn't realize, like, how long ago that was. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh. So the first time I watched Monty Python, he was already dead. Cause yeah. <laughs> I hadn't seen it until probably 90. 90- Three ninety four? Yeah. Yeah. He 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 was dead as shit. Yeah. And there is one other Python
0: movie that we didn't discuss, which is technically their first movie, which a lot of people haven't heard of because it was panned by the critics and the Pythons admit it's terrible. It's called And Now for Something Completely Different. Hmm. It was their first movie, and what happened was that uh an executive or whatever with PBS said we want to make a movie of Flying Circus, so they literally just re-recorded, uh, just reshot a lot of their sketches from Flying Circus in movie form, and as a result, it 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 just wasn't as
1: good. Yeah, it, it was it was burned well, out. It's kind of warm. hard to redo the same thing and get like recapture that that same I
0: agree uh, have you fucking seen all the remakes of Hollywood Hollywood if you remake any goddamn Monty Python thing without the fucking Russell Brand cannot fucking be King goddamn Arthur if you
1: do this to me so help me god I will burn you to the fucking ground I'm already ready once they redid Robocop and fucking ruined it uh, they ruin everything <laughs> Hollywood can you know
0: what you know what Hollywood needs these are motivational speak. Come on now, Hollywood.
1: <laughs> See, I thought you were going to say like a plague, like Ebola or something. <laughs> oh, that'd be great too. Let's give him wherever the fuck killed Graham Chapman. <laughs> Fucking probably a mixture of AIDS and cancer cells. Yeah,
2: AIDS, cancer, AIDS,
0: cancer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the show. Thank you very much for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, actually, uh, the next three episodes we have are all listener requested episodes, and uh, and this is the first one of four. So, uh, hope you look forward to that. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash OK Fair Enough. Follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at OK Fair Enough Pod. And contact us by email at OK Fair enough, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, please subscribe to OK Fair Enough with Sean and Charlie on iTunes. Please, please, please rate and review us there. Uh, you can also stream and download every episode ever made at OK fair Enough We're also available on the Stitcher and Podbean apps. And we have a couple of enhanced episodes on YouTube. YouTube. Just search okay, fair enough. And like always, guys, as long as you keep listening to them, we'll keep making them. Thank you very much.
2: Cheer up, Brian. You know what they say? Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, don't grumble When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. And always look on the bright side of life. Come on. Always look on the right side of life. For life is quite absurd and death's the final word.